I'm Alice Sly. And this is Story Guts, where we explore how the stories we no, where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. We can that sounds correct. <laughs> this is our um first time recording in the same room. I've moved to Ann Arbor as of two weeks ago. Should I, uh, Molly and I we I just moved to Ann Arbor. We're we're gonna be trying to stick to a bi-weekly schedule. Should we say this so that so that's like on paper? Yeah, no, I think that's fine. Yeah, we're gonna try we're going to aim for every two weeks, and I'm going to say, in fact, we're going to do every two weeks. If there any reason we won't, we'll, you know, explain. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm, you know, Alice just moved here, so she's got all kinds of settling in to do. I'm about to start my second year of grad school. I start teaching. Um, so things are busy, but I feel like we can spare yeah. an hour every two weeks or hour and a half every two weeks to mm -hmm. um, do this. So... We'll, um, I guess we haven't figured out the exact schedule yet, but every other week seems to be the plan. Right, yeah, and then you may notice that this is actually episode six of six. <laughs> um, this is because we, we, are, we kind of were recording a buffer, but because we had like a, a month or two break, because I was moving and everything was kind of hectic for a while, um, things got kind of outdated. Um, so we decided we'll just put it all up there. Events in the world are moving too quickly. Like, we don't want to record a bunch of back buffer and then be annihilated by North Korea, so. Right. Or, like, you know, there are things like I was talking about how fun The Bachelorette was. And let me just tell you, The Bachelorette was not very fun this season by the end. So, <laughs> so you know, just, just things like that that just are no longer they, even remotely they've true. They've aged poorly. They've aged poorly. There's things I said that aged poorly um, in that, like, two-month period somehow two, horribly. Yeah. The world moves too quickly, but um, so this week um, to to inaugurate, we're we're thinking we're, we're going to be talking about copaganda or um, basically positive portrayals of cop cops in media. Mm -hmm. And I tried to look up if there's any sort of um, originator of the of the term copaganda, which is obviously cop plus propaganda. Um, <laughs> But I, I wasn't really able to find any, like, original source. It seems to be pretty much in common use. Um, you know, Urban Dictionary, various think pieces. Did you try the whatever. Google Trend Graph? I did not try the Google Trend Graph. Uh, mm. Well, it's too late now. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's very interesting. Um, I mean, obviously also privileged. Um, like, that I grew up and um, I never really questioned um, the motivations of police officers. Um, like, there's, like, D.A.R.E. program in elementary school and, like, whatever. Um, and, like, you know, the, the most adverse, you know, confrontation with a cop was a cop just not understanding my mom's um, sort of broken English and, you know, ticketing her for being in a hazard, you know, no parking space with her hazard lights on, which may, may have been legitimate. Like, I was very young. Um, 
but like more and more more increasingly just like you know all the tv shows cartoons whatever where um like cops and police departments elide the kind of long history of police brutality um, corruption and sort of mistreatment especially of um just black civilians yeah absolutely i mean so i grew up watching like cop shows basically i grew up on criminal procedurals um on you know basically name any of them <laughs> law and order whatever um and it never even occurred to me for a long time that there was anything that there was any sort of pointed political purpose or outcome of sort of the proliferation of this sort of genre of television of the um police procedural or the um the depiction of of police as um you know ultimately working toward the public good mm -hmm. and you know i really think that image has created in the minds of a lot of people who don't know better because of their privilege the idea that that is the case mm -hmm. um at least you know when you're when you're younger and you don't you don't know what's happening in the world yeah yeah and um i mean like we're we're sort of coming into this like um we just watched a bunch of new girl with our new roommates my new roommates well also your roommates. my new housemates as okay, well yeah. i knew them before but. okay um and we we also just right before not 10 minutes before this podcast watched some brooklyn 99 so i think those those are two shows that i think at the very least brooklyn 99 is near near and dear to my heart um and yeah. you know i love brooklyn 99 i love new girl mm -hmm. um i i mean i still love criminal procedurals mm -hmm. but and like yeah and then like elementary and then like a little bit ago um zootopia though zootopia is maybe its own can of worms in a way yeah zootopia is a lot of a lot of things that aren't great and yet somehow a very enjoyable movie okay well to me <laughs> yeah no i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it um but it was one of those ones where you are definitely like Oh, you just ignore yeah, that. Yeah, kind of like turn off the thinky parts of my brain. <laughs> um, so I I feel like we're not going to spend much time talking about sort of the classic kind of propaganda, the um, law and order. Oh, okay, yeah, that sort of thing that just sort of shows you, you know, here are police, here are police keeping the peace and finding justice. I mean, Law and Order SVU is like uh a really amazing case of this because it's they're working specifically on you know crimes of a sexual nature um and it's just so contrary to the experiences of so many people um who actually turn to the police when they have been sexually assaulted um but but i think like people's idea when they think like oh who you know, if someone gets raped, who are they going to turn to? It's like, oh, they're going to turn to Mariska Hardikate, and, like, she's going to be supportive of them, and she's going to, like, be there for them. And that's just not, um, that's often not reality. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, like, that's all kind of in the background of what, what we're, we're thinking about, um, just sort of these classic cop shows. But I think what's happened in recent years that's been really interesting to me is the fact that um with increasing um you know criticism of the police um with sort of black lives matter movement 
with um, police brutality being a concept that people are really, really becoming familiar with that is like a household discussion. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm seeing shows try to, um, or, or pieces of media try to reckon with that while still sort of retaining their ultimate like cops are good message. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's when we're talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like I feel like that's a, a, a total like, um, case in point, really. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's interesting, like, looking at Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, as a TV show, it's one of those things where I'm not sure if, um, I'm being fair, but I'm just like, I wish it wasn't, because it, it uses the terminology, like, it's, it is a show about cops, like, a couple reviews I read, um, sort of pointed out that it really uses its setting effectively, but at the same time, it really is about, like, you know, truth, justice, and the American way, and the, the critiques it has of the system, either they're of Holt, who's, um, the captain was gay and black, um, mentioning, like, oh, you know, I had to go through a lot of difficulties in the past, and, and you know, with the parenthetical that they're not as bad now, which I'm sure they're not, but, um, or, or kind of, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to, how to speak to this. I mean, I think part of it is even just the basic fact of um, Brooklyn Nine... So Brooklyn Nine-Nine, if you don't know, it's a sitcom. It's on NBC, I think. Um, it's on Hulu. We know that. Um, and it, uh, it has a really sort of diverse cast of actors. Everyone's really funny. It's very heartwarming. Um, and so what happens is you get just looking at it, the idea is like, oh, these are the people who the police are. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? You get, you got your uh, Andy Samberg as Jake Peralta, who's just this like, you, you know, mm -hmm. like kind of annoying, but really, uh, really well-meaning, really uh, dedicated um, policemen. You've got multiple Latino women. You've mm -hmm. got multiple black officers. Um, all of them working very, like, all of them people that, like, if you knew them in real life, you would trust them. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's... And so the idea of... I feel like, yes, there is sort of this parenthetical idea that, like, oh, the police force is better than it was because it's now populated with this diverse population of people. Mm -hmm. um, so when issues of um, racism or uh, social justice type things come up, um, it's often... It's often... Um, the show often uses the the diversity of its characters as a way to address that. Mm -hmm. um, would you say that's fair? Yeah, yeah, as a way to um, counterbalance it, as a way to diffuse it. I think, and ultimately, I think as a way to sort of sidestep that issue. I think there was one where um, I think it was like Jake and Amy had to like explain racism to Terry's kids, and like I do not really remember if that was ever really. It was. Um. It was an interesting episode. So basically, there was an episode where um, one of the officers, who's played by Terry Crews, who's this very big, muscly, muscly, very handsome black man, um, where he isn't in uniform and he gets um, stopped by a white policeman. Um, and, like, in a very clearly racial, mm -hmm. racialized um, encounter. And... Um, 
for reasons I can't quite recall. I mean, he was he was out looking for like his daughter's dropped something like a. Pl- oh, that's yeah, yeah. Right. So he was walking yeah. around the neighborhood. Yeah, he was like looking for a stuffed animal that belonged to his mm-hmm. daughters. Um, and he sort of gets into this confrontation, and he instantly knows like it's because he's black. Um, and so then the next, that's sort of the the inciting incident, and kind of what happens after that is how he tries to reckon with that. Um, given sort of the politics of uh, the police force. Um, But it's, you know, it's a situation that does ultimately kind of resolve. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think, I think sort of the resolution is that um, there are bad apples or there are, Mm -hmm. the classic, um, you know, there are some, some people within the institution and parts of the institution that are problems, but it's important for him to stay there because he can transform it. Um, that seems to be the idea that uh, the show sort of seemed to be getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a really interesting choice. I think the part you were talking about where um, two of the characters, one's a white man, one's a Latina woman, have to explain why these little girls, why their father was arrested. Um and they 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 sort of try to find a way to say it, but like they don't know how how to have this conversation with these two young like what I don't know probably like five six year olds yeah they're pretty they're uh, pretty tiny like little black girls um and if I remember correctly they guess they're like oh was he stopped because he was black like oh yeah knew, yeah yeah like they the knew girls, it like yeah. they already knew it um so sort of the the um what whereas some of the officers um in the department in the precinct you know are initially very shocked that this could happen that mm-hmm. Terry would be stopped because he's black his tiny daughters are like oh yeah that's what happened mm-hmm. um which i think is is certainly effective but again it's just all kind of undercut by um this really unwavering faith that the police as an institution are ultimately a good and mm-hmm. there's just there are a few bad seeds. So yeah, I mean I think it's interesting uh because we're kind of talking about a structural like there's a, a structural problem with mm-hmm. cop shows which is that they are cop shows. Yeah. Um because because yeah, this happens frequent I mean I think there was um I mean I'm just sort of thinking about like what the like whether there is any way for a cop show to tackle this without essentially imploding on itself because it's critiquing like a central pillar of the show, which is, you know, we have, um, which is cops are good. Like, you know, not, not to be super blunt about it, but, um, the moment that, you know, and especially something like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is supposed to be a lighthearted com- comedy, like foible, filled with fo- people with foibles and lovable quirks. Lovable quirks and hmm, people foibles. What are you saying? This is, this is word gumbo. Right? <laughs> okay. Okay. No. 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 I'm. I'm saying like. Um. Like. Like. Is Brooklyn Nine Nine sort of just unable to address these questions? Like, the same way. Just because like to uh, to address it would just make the show a different show. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely true, and I'm sure. Okay, I never watched The Wire. <laughs> 
But my understanding is The Wire is one of those shows that sort of tries to get at some of these things. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like at a certain level, when your show is about cops... The criminal justice system. The criminal justice system. Even if it's sort of pointing out the corruptions, um, there's still like a valorization of those individuals within it. You know, Mm -hmm. whether it's like, look how cool they are, or look at their like commitment to justice, or like... Look at how far they're willing to go to mm-hmm. do the right thing. I, I think it's it's funny just because, yeah, like I'm thinking about, oh, you know, what would a quote-unquote good cop show look like? Well, it's like, well, it's like cops, uh, you know, military, police, state, prison, private prisons. Um, <laughs> just sort of just continues spiraling outward from there just because um, it's such like this core tenet of our society is... Um, an eye for an eye, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, this, this kind of punitive, um, system and, and, you know, it's, we, we've all seen a lot of reports of, um, both like individual and systemic corruption. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to look very hard to find examples of police officers, you know, planting drugs on people they've killed. Um, or, you know, there's like recently in the, I think it was like Charlottesville, like the, there was like evidence the police didn't interfere when the when the the nazis were yeah 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 it's just i mean i i do and that's like brooklyn 99 was started in like a pre-black lives matter era where um even if these issues were known they were just very you know they were known to the black community and maybe not to the rest of the world um and i do wonder if the showrunners you know they they understand that this is now like a fundamental i feel like on a way in a way they understand this is a fundamental contradiction at the heart of their show, but you know, uh, they're they're in too deep. They just they can't you know they can't change the show to like um, a group of six people running a coffee shop or something at this <laughs> point or something like you know running a vegan co-op. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right, um, and I think that's why New Girl was also an interesting case. So a New Girl, not a cop show at all. Um, for several seasons, cops aren't even a thing. However, one of the characters, um, so it's sort of, you know, group of friends all living together and, you know, ridiculous things and romantic entanglements ensue. Is that Friends? Is Friends about a bunch of friends living together? Yeah, basically. Okay, I, I just wanted to ask. Like, I, I realized it's it was a... It's like, it's like a better, more current Friends set in Los Angeles with much more diversity. I've never seen Friends. Friends so. is... Six very white people being very white in New York City. F R I E N D. No, it's not. I thought I thought there was going to be one for each character. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Friend. Friends. Okay. 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 So anyway, New Girl. Um, mm-hmm. it was also you know pre Black Lives Matter. Um, and they had one of their characters, Winston, who is a black man, played by Lamorne Morris, and he's so funny, so good, so underappreciated. Um, But he spends a couple seasons really not knowing where he wants to go in life, and then ultimately decides that he wants to be a police officer. Um, And this is an ongoing plot, him, you know, trying to, to pass the exam, him going through training, him getting his partner, um... And and so we get bits of that sort of, like, cop show type thing, but um, only bits and pieces, really. It's sort of to enable uh, Winston's, like, growth as a character and his, like, ability to form romantic relationships with other people, that sort of thing. It's a mm-hmm. plot piece. Um, 
However, they did fairly early on, I think, um, try to try to address um, police brutality, try to address a little bit of that um, by having uh, Winston date a woman. He, he sees a woman in the cafe and um, asks her out. He's like, you're, you're really beautiful. I'd love to go on a date with you. Dang. And that happened. Okay. Yeah, it's a TV like, show. She's like, sure. Um, and she, uh, she invites him. She's like, well, I'm on my way to this thing. Do you want to come? And it's an anti-police brutality rally. And she's mm-hmm. wearing, like, it turns out, I think she was wearing, like, a Black Lives Matter t-shirt that he didn't see or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and she didn't realize that he's a cop, um, because he was out of uniform. So he has to sort of decide, like, does he tell her? What does he do? Um, you know, at a certain point, he's recognized by, while they're on a date, he's recognized by uniformed police officers who are like, hey, how are you doing? Um, and ultimately, this resolves with this woman that he's been seeing, I think her name is Casey, um, saying, you know, I'm not upset that you're a police officer. I'm upset that you lied to me. Mm-hmm. But this is obviously really just like that's such an easy easy out right yeah um and and you know and they tried to sort of throw in some lines that i thought were not useless where um you know winston talked about um you know as a child like he he didn't trust the police and like you know it's it's sort of surprising that he's gotten to this point where he wants to be a police officer Mm -hmm. um at one point when he is dating another policeman or police, a police woman, um, he, he says something about like, um, you know, as a child, I never thought I would feel safe with the police officer, but I always feel safe with you. Um, and there's, there's even a scene where, um, while talking about police brutality, um, we're talking about sort of the fear of police, um, to the two sort of main, black characters in new girl kind of have a little bit of a conversation about it. And one of the white characters is trying to like understand, trying to get on in on the conversation. And they basically just keep saying like, you can't understand because you're white. Mm -hmm. Um, which I thought was, um, bold. Yeah. Like I, I, I thought that wasn't bad. Um, but I thought that they just, they tied it off in a bow so neatly. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just didn't, it left a weird taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as you might imagine. Um, yeah. So, so what do you think about the, I mean, I mean the, the need for, I guess like the, the traditional cop narrative um, fills that need of like uh, justice is always served. Mm-hmm. Um, just like this hole in our psyche that's like, you know, if we don't, it's like kind of like uh, the difference between, well, you know, God will sort it out and we will personally sort it out. It's like, you know, our third party will, will write these wrongs. Um, like, I, I was sort of thinking about um, portrayal of cops in uh, video games, and I think video games are sort of see them as corrupt, but only because uh, it feeds, like, this fundamental power fantasy that you, the player, are, like, the ultimate arbiter of justice. So in mm-hmm. this case, it's like the government is corrupt, the police is corrupt, 
because like you know you're the only one who's who has the correct sense of justice and can meet it out um or you know like grand theft auto like you're i guess literally a criminal <laughs> like i don't <laughs> you know i i haven't played the game there are many games i haven't played my credentials as a person who plays video games are very flimsy um but in those cases it's sort of like we they you know they do dispense with a there's i don't i can't recall as many like propaganda things but i think it's it's supplanted by just sort of like you know just pure you know authoritarian like i don't i don't, I don't even know like you know there's a um yeah i i think i get what you're saying like yeah. i think there's even if the the exact institutional structure is um denied legitimacy mm -hmm. the the overall structure itself remains mm -hmm. of there is an authority who has the right to sort of dispense justice and you know justice works in these particular ways right yeah it works in mysterious ways and yeah and then and then okay i just realized like and the reason that police is seen as um there's so often like the the corrupt police or whatever is because they're a force that denies agency to the player like video games most video games are about, you know, you're the player, you're on a quest, you're doing something. And a police is like, you're doing the wrong things, mm -hmm. you need to stop. Well, and, um, yeah, oh no, go on. I think that's sort of comic booky, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, think about Batman. Like, mm -hmm. there's one good police officer in Gotham, and the rest are all corrupt. And part of what they're doing is they're constantly trying to stop Batman from being, like, a vigilante and mm -hmm. only the good cop is the one who like works with him. Right, and I think I think it's funny. Um, yeah, like we're we're talking about like superhero stuff, and like this is like you know propaganda plus. Like you know, it's like forget like a even a a you know highly racist like quote unquote like nebulously community based policing system. Let's just sort of offload that into like a few few people who like decided that they know. And I think it's I think it's funny just um, looking at the Marvel universe and like how this is a very common uh, thread in their TV shows and stuff. It's like, someone's like, you can't do this. You have to let the justice system do it. It's like, no, but like the justice system is too slow. They don't deal with ninjas and, and dogs. Um, but, and, but I don't know. I mean, it's. Well, and it's interesting because it's the, the critiques of the justice system on the part of these superheroes or whatever. It's never like, oh, they, you know, they're much too harsh and penalize people too severely and destroy lives. It's mm -hmm. like, they never put away people. They're not strong enough. They're not harsh enough. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> true. Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, they're like, they're not harsh enough. But like, there's people that the law doesn't touch. And I think it's, um, it's frequently like, you know, like, oh, the law doesn't apply to rich people. It's like, what about like, you know, the, what about the poor people? Right, but it does um, apply to. Right, um... You times know, 20 you're right yeah yeah and i think uh i mean i saw i saw a clip you know i haven't seen the defenders i kind of skipped iron fist and stopped watching I mean, i've seen you the, and everyone else yeah yeah um <laughs> i think uh i mean i think it was interesting looking at um i am blanking luke, luke cage luke cage luke cage have you seen luke cage you i haven't watched luke cage yet oh okay no i really want to you can talk about it though okay well i mean i'm not gonna i mean there's no um Significant. I mean, I think I think it it does. You know, it's interesting in that um, the show sort of like it it approaches this in a way that's like um, you know the tagline for the show is like the world needs a bulletproof black man, and that's sort of in the time of Trayvon Martin, um, Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. movements. 
um, say the her. The poster had him in a hoodie too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I felt so, like that was very intentional. Yeah, for sure. Say her name, and um, and then like you know, at one point, there's multiple people in the black community that Luke Cage uh, helps who sort of they they wear hoodies. They you know they're taunting police, uh, but even in that, it's like they the police are never. It's 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 a very strange show because the finger is never pointed directly at the police as an institution. They make a lot of noise sort of regarding like inequality and um in you know inequality in the eyes of the law, but uh you know, they don't they don't actually go to they don't actually um act against the police as an organization. They don't say uh they don't have examples of the sort of writ uh biases racism writ large it's just a bunch of police officers that are kind of like um they're like doing what they're told to um and you know they're they're just you know hapless schmucks who are like you know got got in the way of luke cage uh and i think i think another and i'm sorry molly but this is going to be mild spoilers these are slight spoilers but um towards the end there's a point where um some people find like ways to create bullets that can hurt luke cage um, and a local politician takes a um, a basically like anti police brutality movement, and she's like, the reason that police are like beating up our kids is because they don't have good enough guns to kill superheroes. So we should give the police better guns and better ammunition. And everyone's like, yeah, woohoo! And I'm like, come on! I'm, I'm like, this is bullshit! Like everyone would like immediately have been like, hold on, like, like hold on, like. What did you just propose? We arm the police to Wait, the the anti police the police people who are working against police brutality were like woohoo. Yeah, this is this is okay. a rally. This is a rally. Okay, at the rally, okay. like specifically about like you know yeah. arguing a, like you know a police officer beat up um a, a black child mm-hmm. um to try to like you know um force a confession out of him or force information out of him. So, anyways, very complicated. Um, wandered off track. But ultimately, I think it's it's interesting how it could have it you know could have done a lot more, but I think ultimately soft shoot it because there is this fundamental like um, it's sort of like soldiers and cops like there are heroes they they keep uh, America running you know and you know to to really badmouth them to, is to uh, lose a lot of your ability as a mass media mm-hmm. object item. Yeah, of- I mean, and I think ultimately we have to these shows or whatever, these this media, it has to retain the idea of a hero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, like maybe that hero isn't a cop, but I feel like these heroes are all kind of in the same mold where they're sort of extraordinary people mm-hmm. who risk their lives to save others, mm-hmm. um, to enforce some kind of system of justice mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and okay. I feel like when you start kind of, like, breaking down like, the idea of the hero and mm-hmm. understanding that so much of, like, so much of, like, making peace and justice in this world has to be communally done. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like that's a really upsetting notion to a lot of people. Like, I think we, we want to believe in heroes and not believe in just, mm-hmm. like, hard work and and compromise and like the all one, that boring right, stuff. Right, right. Like, like, oh, one person with a gun um, kind, of, yeah. kind of attitude. Uh, and... I think it's, and I think it's, it's also like the the necessity for there to be an endpoint, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. I don't, I'm, I don't remember perfectly, but in Scooby Doo, I think it's kind of like it ends when they turn the person over to police. Like yeah. there's like this idea, like you know, 
people are brought to justice. Like you, if you're in trouble, I mean, I don't know if this was the case, but I know like teachers in elementary school are like, if you're in trouble, find a police officer. Um, and like the idea of like a brought to justice, like this is like, you can like happily ever after, like mm-hmm. you, they went to the police, our infallible justice system has processed them and whatever. Yeah. No, I think you're you're totally right. And even the, like um we just watched, well, you didn't watch. I just watched 21 Jump Street the movie uh-huh. um for the first time. And what was interesting about that was even as it strove to sort of portray portray these men as incompetent, uh, dangerous, um like really just people who had no business having guns, having any control over people. Mm -hmm. They couldn't remember the Miranda rights, like all this (laughs) stuff. They were still these like lovable heroes because they just like wanted to do good and like be cool. And Mm -hmm. like, um, they had good hearts and I don't know where I was going with that. I mean, you're going with that. It's like they're, they're, they're let off the hook because they're, because they're cops, because they love justice. Um, because it's like the, the story demands a hero. Yeah. Um, Hot Fuzz. I just said that. I don't know how to follow it up. Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is a great movie. Let's, sorry, we're going to edit, edit this out. This, this period of silence. I don't know what to say about Hot Fuzz. <laughs> okay. Hot Fuzz is a weird movie, right? Because there, there are these cops, but it's, it's obviously like playing, I mean, in the way, 20, not in the same way 21 Jump Street was, but like, it's playing with these sort of like fantasies of what a cop is. Mm-hmm. Like, I always think about the part where it's like, oh, I want to like jump and hold two guns and shoot the two guns at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and then they ultimately get to do that. There's this, you know, the idea that they're British cops, so they don't have guns very often but they have mm-hmm. to do this whole like armoring up scene mm-hmm. um where they just get completely loaded down with guns with weaponry um but in a weird way i feel like hot fuzz was like almost like not about the police yeah i was all. gonna say i was like well i feel like the, the structure of it is not really police yeah i feel like it's it's more a it's more about sort of like small towns and <laughs> and how weird they and are. how weird they are okay um, that's fair but i mean it's it's worth thinking about i haven't seen hot fuzz in quite a while but mm-hmm. i would always rewatch it because it's a great movie <laughs> there's uh what about baby driver you have you seen i haven't baby seen driver? baby driver oh are there police seen... in baby driver no oh okay <laughs> sorry oh i mean there are police <laughs> But it's not like a. But it, but I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't say it necessarily fits into our discussion. Maybe if we have an episode about cars, which will be like about fifteen minutes long because we'll be like I love cars. No, we could we could spend like thirty minutes talking about how the premise of the movie Cars huh. like really confuses everybody because if you start breaking it down, like the logics of the world know, get really disturbing. Don't you, don't you think that's like kind of? It's like it's kind of dumb. It is kind of like dumb. every everyone's had their like. Um, like, you know, stoner, what, like, what's up with cars, man? Yeah, did the cars give birth to other cars? Right. And, like, you know, there's... <laughs> do hum- cars drive around in the cars? There's, there's small human... Okay, we can't, we can't do this. <laughs> okay. We literally just said we weren't going to do this, and we're doing it. Um, just, it's, it's the, the lure for easy content. Like, that's the stuff you can just, yeah. just churn out. While, meanwhile, I'm just blurting out hot what fuzz. If, what if Harry Potter had a cell phone? What if Harry Potter had a gun? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Come on, Molly. Oh. What if any of them had a gun? That's true. They probably 
I don't know. Wizards are terrible yeah. at um, safety. Terrible at safety. They're terrible at all. They splinch themselves. Yeah. They're like, oh, so like sometimes kids might like end up with half their organs in one place and the other half in another place. But this is like fine. Oh, well, we probably don't want to talk about this, but thinking of Harry Potter, <laughs> let's talk about how Harry Potter becomes a wizard cop. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, the whole, I mean, God, if you want to talk about a corrupt justice system, mm-hmm. like, well, it's... Harry Potter, it seems like they just arrest you, they can <laughs> they can trump you up on any kind of false trial, I don't even know if people get a trial, and then they can put you in prison where they literally give you depression and suck out your soul. And that's... I do, I do appreciate depression, depression as, like... Punishment? Punishment. Like, we're going to literally punish you by giving you depression. We're, yeah. And if you ever get the chance to get out, you're still going to have that depression. Have fun! Yeah. What was it? Um, I'm trying to decide if, if there's something we want to say about there. I mean, Harry Potter... I mean, that's the whole, like, we'll ch- he'll change the system from within. Like, the fact that... Um, the whole rule of government, and believe me, I understand that irony of what I'm about to say very clearly, um, is completely overturned in the span of several months. Uh, seems like it would give them pause and just sort of like, we need to like dramatically rethink our governmental structure if like literal, you know, Voldemort can seize control of it so easily. I know, Damali is giving me this look and... <laughs> but, but, you know, this, there's this assumption that, like, things continue on as usual. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I oh, can't do it. I know. Anyway, so Harry becomes a wizard cop. I think that's a terrible choice. Harry should have become a teacher. Harry he was, was a great teacher. Well, Harry was a, was a jock. He was a jock. He flew Quidditch. He Hermione was, did all the home calls homework. But he did teaching. Remember when he led the... Yeah, defense against dark arts. Yeah, like thing, DA. Okay, anyway. In the room of Potter. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if we if we ever need to fill up some time. Yeah. Which we just did. <laughs> Perfect um, crime. Want to talk about Zootopia at all? I think it's difficult without, I mean, I think with Zootopia, we definitely can talk about Zootopia. I feel like it, there's not necessarily a better place for it, um, at the, at the very least, but, um, but there's also just like this, this horrible, horrible tangle of worms where they're trying to talk about race and prejudice, um, but it's it's sort of, like, just intersecting in all of these, like, all of these ways, and you're not really, like, oh, you know, so, I don't know, maybe you're not familiar with Zootopia. It's it's a world full of talking animals, and a bunny goes to cop school. Okay, mm-hmm. that's part and of it. And becomes friends with a fox. Who's untrustworthy because Spock? Because is, he's a predator. Because he's a predator, and predators are untrustworthy. Um, and it's like ninety percent prey animals or something yeah. or whatever. Anyways, um, when she goes to cop school, there's like implicit, there's like bias against her because she's small, and all the other animals like jaguars and rhinos and stuff. Mm-hmm. So and, it's because she's she's small and she's like not a, a sort of violent animal or strong. Strong. And yeah. but there's also like there's there's also references like sexism, kind of. Yeah. Like, um, and then there's, there's also, like, multiple cases where it's like, oh, only rabbits can call each other cute. You can't oh, call yeah. a rabbit cute. And, like, this metaphor got way uh-huh. fuzz. Like, you, you, like, this could have been, I mean, I, I think, like, you know, my, I believe that they're trying to, like, say this is not a metaphor. You're not supposed to draw, you know, a corollary from predator races to, um, black people and then 
McRae races to the, you know, white and, you know, whatever, the rest, the, you know, rest of the community, Mm -hmm. um, white Asian um, or East Asian. Anyways, there's a whole other conversation there. But, um, but yeah, and then, but they don't really succeed. And I think people who you can draw those parallels and those parallels end up being hugely offensive because those parallels have been drawn in the past. I mean, it's not dissimilar from the problem that we had with the sort of like vampire metaphor. Uh-huh, like, yeah. You know, where you, the God hates fangs. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like you're sort of doing this thing to show like, look at this oppressed class, but the oppressed class is in some way dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a really weird double-edged sword. And like, in, in Zootopia, like, the point is they're not dangerous, except that they are... They can be? They can be. Revert to becoming feral. They can feral. revert to being, like, feral um, Which, predators. Right, and then and then you're just sort of like, hold, like, so, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it, uh, it, it's weird, and, like, sort of at the ultimate heart of it, it's about, like, this female, funny police officer learning to trust and care about a male sort of criminal-ish fox. <laughs> right. And, like, vice versa. And it's like, look, we can all love each other across differences. Um, and then you're like, boy, I hope you're not thinking too hard about this. Yes. <laughs> Here's the credits. Yes. Um, um, damn it. Oh, sorry, that was the, the computer. This is this is a new facet to, to recording. That I previously was not banking on. Um, but I think, okay, so I'm just sort of like running through what we discussed. Yeah. Um, sort of with regards to like the need for, uh, need for heroes, need for justice, um, the foundation, like kind of like a foundation of society. I think it's um, interesting looking at prison abolition movements, a lot of like the, I mean, the first question, I think, um, especially for me when I first heard of prison abolition movements were like, but what will you, you know, where, how will you replace, how you make prisons that are not prisons or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or like scale them down or something, or like create, envision this different society where justice, uh, like Molly said, is more, um, I don't know, communal, but also maintains, I mean, I think, okay, sorry. I mean, the you, you problem are, is, I, I don't, I do not think we should get into a whole discussion of prison We We should, we should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I think, you know, I think like, I don't know. I think I think I just wanted us to not. You <laughs> just wanted about. to head us off. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, there's a lot to be said. There's a lot of writing out there. There's a lot of stuff. Um, um, educate yourself. Educate yourself. I'm still educating myself. I am. I am still educating myself. Definitely don't know that much about. I it. just enough about it. I just say whatever flows to the top of my mind, and it doesn't work out all <laughs> the time, as as you can oh. probably tell. But no, I mean, I think I think what you're saying, sort of about what we've been talking about, and the the need. I think we we assume, and we just sort of implicitly assume the need for heroes, mm-hmm. the need for prisons, mm-hmm. the name for villains, the the need for villains. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, I was even just thinking about like how our our brains work, and like mm-hmm. brains like puzzles, mm-hmm. brains like mysteries. Brains like things getting solved and having, you know, like a, a, mm-hmm. a sort of resolution that makes sense, which isn't really how life works. Right. Um, but it is how 
like police procedurals right. work. It's how detective novels work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about when I was in college, I took a class that was um, domestic errors about violence against women, theories, and prevention. And one of the things we talked about was like, what are our, um, you know, how do we sort of like treat ourselves? How do we like make ourselves self care? Like, how, mm-hmm. what is sort of some sort mm-hmm. of self care method that we use? And I and I think a couple other people mentioned like marathoning criminal procedurals <laughs> because of the satisfaction of of sort of seeing like you know seeing that murderer or that rapist or whatever seeing them meet you know seeing them meet justice brought and to justice. brought to justice thank you yeah. <laughs> seeing them brought to justice and um and you know by people that we trust to be good mm-hmm. and sort of in the system that we can just sort of pretend isn't a completely fucked up horrible system right right like this this whole like you know it's a sort of you've it's kind of a like you see all the steps yeah. you're like you know this you don't they're not like kind of like oh they're brought to justice you're like this is how you know this is how the world should work in yeah. this sense um well because they do you know you see them they do the work they make sure that per- you know that person is guilty like you know it, it starts with the person yeah. getting killed or yeah. well like in elementary anyways yeah. it's like it, always that's like, often you start with the body and, yeah and then you know, yeah and you 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 know that person is guilty you trust your detectives you trust um the evidence that they find usually you get a confession mm-hmm. um and so you can feel really good going like, okay, this person did a really bad thing, mm-hmm. and they admitted it, and there's all this evidence, and I trust the people who collected the evidence, right. so I feel okay. And we know that they didn't collect that evidence based on some sort of like racial bias or whatever. Right. So we we can feel good about this person going to jail. Right. But obviously it's it's not really that simple. Yeah. So our solution is to do away with cop shows. The end. No, I mean... I'd be sad, though. I, I mean, mean I, isn't that... I think, yeah, I mean... It's kind of bad. We don't, we don't want... I mean, no, I don't think it's bad. I think it's it's sort of where we're in, like, you know, your fave is problematic territory. Mm-hmm. And it is it is hard to, like... Um, in a show like like these, um, like I said earlier, you, you kind of have to have an endpoint somewhere. You kind of have to um, fill in the gaps yourself. Like Scooby-Doo does not go into how Scooby snacks are made or, or you know, how oil is pumped. Um, or whatever. I'm, I'm losing track of your okay, metaphor, okay. Keep no, no. My metaphor is that, um, when they turn their, turn the person over to the police, we're, we're not given like all the details about the justice system. Right. We're, we're supposed to fill it in ourselves. So, I mean, like do, is, is a show like, like, you know, is a show like elementary where they're explicitly like extrajudicial, um, characters working with a police department is that better is that worse like you know can we can we isolate in that case like you know elementary like they have Joan and Sherlock mm-hmm. working with the police like you know is a situation like that where Joan and Sherlock they're like working with the police they're not part of the police they just sort of like they do the work and they like turn the people in mm-hmm. um, and we sort of like the rest is sort of like well that's just how it works like is that is that better or worse like I mean I would I would, I can sort of see both arguments, like. <laughs> no, I mean, and I mean, with elementary, we even got an entire plot that was dealing with the fact that Joan and Sherlock are not affiliated with the police, so they're using all of these illegal mm-hmm. methods of entry and and stuff. And there's there's sort of the implication that, um, you know, they feel more comfortable doing this because they're not cops, as if cops don't mm-hmm. also do that. 
Um, but again, I don't know. Is that better? Is that worse? I'm like, sure. like I would say, like I mean, I I would say that like chosen one narratives are worse um, because they're it's like you know like um, Thor or like they're like the superhero stuff. Oh, okay. Right, vigilante vigilante narratives are are worse. Is is that like specifically an example of a chosen one? Like you know, Sherlock's infallible, but they also make a go out of, go out of the way to point out how much of fallible though. he is fallible I mean, yeah, yeah at least in elementary right right bbc um, is another story yeah um i don't know it's interesting and then you've got things like with Sherlock or with elementary the the whole kitty plot mm-hmm. which ultimately turns by the way if you haven't watched elementary season three the first half of it is amazing and mm-hmm. um the, i mean the resolution of that is an extrajudicial resolution mm-hmm. um and it was really it's satisfying. Really good. It's really good. It's really satisfying. Um, like, I am perfectly comfortable with how that resolved, and, like, would I be okay with that? You know, and that is something that happens a lot in detective shows where people who are not affiliated with the police, or sometimes who are, um, you know, will take justice into their own hands. Um, mm-hmm. And that is kind of a vigilante thing, but it's also... I don't know. It's complicated. It's complicated. Anyway, well, copaganda. It's complicated. Copaganda. Your your fave is problematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think it's like you said. It's like the weaving. Like the like you said. Like it's a lot of people found it very comfortable to binge watch them because of um, the fundamental you know justice is served yeah. and it's and just predictability. The predictability mm-hmm. of justice being served. There's mm-hmm. something very stable and comforting about that i think because we know that that's not how life right is. yeah 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 but um are we okay we're well we, I mean, we have about 10 minutes left okay. uh, give or take um how much i i have cut out of the previous <laughs> segment <laughs> but anyways so what have you been reading in the last two months oh my gosh all right okay. we can really just really good question we could just say this last week what have I been reading? I've not been reading much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I'm anticipating school starting, and I'm going to be reading so, 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 so much. Um, so I've actually just been watching a lot of TV. Okay. Um, so, as I mentioned, I did a rewatch of New Girl. I watched the entire series over. Um, the final season hasn't come out yet, but everything up to that I watched over. Um, it's so good. I love it so much. Um, just so comforting um i uh i was watching the leftovers i watched the first two seasons of that mm-hmm. and haven't um haven't had a chance to watch the third but it's really good and weird and weird and good <laughs> um and what else well, I, and i've been spending an inordinate amount of time thinking about game of thrones well it's like a, a show i hate <laughs> and love and hate it's like it's like if you 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 have an opinion about game of thrones already at this point so yes. yeah i've also i also watched the finale uh we'll we'll cover it in our our second our yeah, other we'll, podcast we'll just do no we don't our other podcast uh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't remember the structure of the joke it was, anymore. It was going to be like you know, like thrown in it or thrown in it. Thrown in it. Ah, maybe that's not bad, but I mean, it's not really. It wasn't Down a good. Down to the joke. throne. <laughs> what? Cut to the throne. Like cut to the bone. Okay. Oh, cut to Down the to bone. The bone. Oh. Okay. Down to the bone. Like Down to the bone. Is that not? I'm not. I don't think. Like I. I'm incredibly tired. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, but uh, I have I finished reading the. Um, uh, the Stone Sky series by The Stone Sky by N.K. Jemisin. 
which is the Broken Earth trilogy. The Broken Earth trilogy, that's right. Um, and, you know, the, the second book got a Hugo. I'm hoping she can go three for three uh, because they're awesome books. Um, other than that, uh, a lot of my last few weeks has been, like, leaving my job, moving to Ann Arbor, or as we call it, A2, or as I call it, Ann Arby's. And everyone <laughs> would ask me to please stop. Uh, because there's actually isn't there actually aren't any chain stores within like the city limits. There's like Starbucks, I think. There are within city limits, but not within the main downtown area. They yeah, push it, all the it, chains out. I mean, there are some. There's like Starbucks. There's Starbucks. There's a noodles company. There's yeah. right, right, but there's no like I, there's no Burger King. There's no Bojangles. There's no KFC. The fuck is Bojangles? It's a it's a chicken place. Okay. okay, they're they're pretty good. I mean, there's no KFC. There's no Taco no. Bell. Okay, anyways, um, so that's that's been occupying a lot of my mind. I just like putting together Ikea furniture. I made a pact with myself to not buy Ikea furniture before I moved, and then that immediately went away because I was like, how the hell am I going to get all this furniture into my room and cheaply, and, you know, I'm not... I'm unable to pay $500 for a desk yet. Does anyone do that? $500 for a desk? Um, I mean, I'm sure someone does. Or I was, I like, going to thrift, thrift it, but then yeah. it's, you know, well... Well, late intentions. Um, <laughs> well, I've been playing XCOM two lately. The they like an expansion came out. I've been spending a lot of time on that. What's XCOM two? It's it's like a game where aliens have taken over the world and your resistance movement. Um, it's a strategy game, like a turn based uh, strategy game where you're trying to wrest the world back from its alien overlords. Okay. Yeah, you know, standard stuff, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a premise. Um, that might be it. Like you know, usually our uh, our what have we watched? But maybe we just have we just too much. Yeah, it's been a while. Plus, moving has really confused. Far. Starting next time, I'll probably have plenty. I'll be telling you about all the books I'm reading for class. Right, books, articles. I we're 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 just we're just out. It's been a it's been an exhausting few months. <laughs> um, but but we're here. We're here, and I w I don't want to say we're we're not going away because I feel like that's that's inevitably the last post <laughs> of every every defunct blog that was last updated in 1998. Is sorry for the long delay. Um, I'm going to make sure to update more often in the future. So we... it's like how every time I check my journal after months of not journaling, my last entry was like, "I'm going to journal like every day now. I'm going to be really into journaling." There's something into it. Like there's like the last burst of guilt, and then your your brain just dumps it. Your brain is like, "I did it." Like time to just never think about it again. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Some, there's a, there's a something there. Well, anyways, we won't we won't make any promises here, um, just to just to forestall that. Yeah. Like it might be you know five months until the next one. But it'll be two weeks. It'll be two weeks. Okay. <laughs> oh. Um. Okay. Are we wrapping up now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So wrap up, wrapping up. Um. Follow us on Twitter. That's at StoryGutsCast. Um. There should actually be things happening on that Twitter soon, now that we're actually yeah. posting and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you can follow us individually, too. That's listed in that, yep. that um, Twitter. Um, do you have anything you want to No, I mean, if you, if you have any uh, topic suggestions, uh, comments, um, send them our way. I think Twitter's probably, Twitter or email 
We still um, haven't set up an email. We still haven't set up an email. So tweet us. But tweet us. Uh, there might be email on their Twitter profile. Um, if you feel gutsy, just send one to storygutscast at gmail. Um, it might make its way to us. Uh, it might make its way to some like literature cafe in Oregon. Or some sort of like bizarre like gore. I don't know. Guts. Guts, yeah, but okay, sure, I guess. Yeah, sorry. Like a guts gore easy. <laughs> no bore. <laughs> no. That's not what I meant. Okay. I think we're uh, We're done. We're done. We're right, good. So, All right. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This has been Story Guts. Uh, um, I'm Alice Lai. I'm Molly Curran. And stay hungry. Are you trying to join in? No, I didn't remember who it was. It's stay hungry. Okay, stay hungry. Stay hungry. No. Okay, fine. Bye. <laughs>